NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Darian Woods. And I'm Paddy Hirsch. If you check out a chart of interest rates over the last hundred years, it looks a lot like a particularly dramatic mountain range, the kind you might see in Patagonia or Kashmir, jagged peaks and plunging troughs. If you look at the way rates tend to move over time, you tend to get spikes sharply up in the air and then crashing back down again. John Authors is a senior editor at Bloomberg. He's also a keen hiker, and for him, interest rate increases are like the steps a person takes to climb a mountain. They're considered, they're careful. Yeah, but that's when the climber's going up. Coming down, whether you're talking about mountains or interest rates, is something else entirely, John says. Not only is it equally difficult technically, it can be a lot more hazardous. It is statistically shown your great preponderance of serious accidents and deaths for mountaineers come when they're going down, not when they're climbing up. Cheery? Yeah, a little grim. On today's show, John will tell us about his twin concerns for the economy when it comes to climbing the interest rate mountain. First, that the Fed could drive rates up too far and push the economy to breaking point. And second, that could result in a rapid retreat from the summit, which could be too fast and too far with rates falling so low that they could bounce us into a bubble. The twin terrors of our interest rate expedition. It's coming up after the break. Support for NPR and the following message come from our sponsor, Whole Foods Market. Taste the Mediterranean through March 19th with savings on animal welfare certified bone-in beef short ribs, sustainable wild-caught sockeye salmon, and more regionally inspired selections. Find sales on robust handcrafted Parmigiano-Reggiano, charcuterie, and ground lamb. Plus, visit the bakery and grab a delicious olive bull bread. Taste the Mediterranean at Whole Foods Market. This message comes from NPR sponsor Comcast Business. Is it possible to get business internet you can really rely on? It is with Comcast Business. Keeping businesses of all kinds up and running with a network powered by 99.9% reliability. Plus, advanced security to help outsmart threats to your data. And 24-7 customer support to help anytime. With Comcast Business, reliable business internet isn't just possible, it's happening. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary. This message comes from NPR sponsor CarMax. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because CarMax believes you shouldn't just settle for a car, you should love your car. That's why every car they sell has CarMax certified quality, so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. Don't settle. Find love at first drive. Start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. This message comes from NPR sponsor, RSM. Change waits for no one. But when it happens, and it always does, be prepared to take charge with RSM's proven advisors who make it their business to fully understand yours. RSM brings human insights powered by technology so you can leverage the knowledge of future-focused minds who look beyond the ordinary. RSM 
Experience the power of being understood. Take charge now at rsmus.com slash Spotify. John Authors writes a column called Points of Return for Bloomberg. He says the interest rates as mountain analogy was given new life recently by Hugh Pill, the chief economist of the Bank of England. Pill was speaking in Cape Town in the shadow of South Africa's famous Table Mountain. He was trying to introduce the idea that he wanted to raise rates, not necessarily that far, but leave them high for a long time. And making the arguments, visualizing the way this would look on a chart, he said he wanted it to be like Table Mountain which is relatively squat and then has this huge horizontal plateau rather than like the Matterhorn, which is this alpine peak with this sort of famously clear-cut triangular peak. John likes this analogy because he's a hiker and he loves the high places. He says if rates did flatten out and stay high the way Hugh Peel would like them to, that might not be a bad thing. But he says what's more likely to happen is that central bankers will keep hiking rates. That's what they've tended to do in the past. The phrase people use a lot in the markets is that central banks have to tighten or bond yields have to rise until something breaks. Something breaks. Something like, I don't know, a bunch of banks failing maybe? No, that would never happen. (laughs) Or maybe unemployment going through the roof? I don't necessarily agree that keeping interest rates high for long are necessarily going to increases the chances of a financial accident. This is Anusha Chari. She's a professor of economics and finance at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. And she's a little skeptical of John's theory that the Fed is going to push rates until something breaks. I think that the Fed has really been taking a data-driven, kind of cautious approach. You're already seeing lending going down and credit card delinquencies going up, people's buffers of pandemic-related savings are being drawn down and so on. And so I think that the Fed is doing this kind of gradualist dance precisely to avoid a sharp recession. Okay, so maybe the Fed might not actually break anything, fingers crossed. But John says that if history is any guide, for example, ahead of the 2008 financial crisis, the Fed will probably still push rates higher than they actually need to. Typically, central banks keep doing something until they realize it's caused them a problem, until they realize they've gone too far. It's almost necessary to overshoot just to make sure you've had an effect. At this point, of course, a central bank would have to reverse course and start cutting rates sharply. To go back to the mountain analogy, they'd have to start coming down the Matterhorn fast, which is the second of John's concerns. My fear is that actually even the Matterhorn, which has a fairly triangular look about it, might not be the best analogy. My fear is that it could be like the Torres del Paine and Cerro Torre in Chile and Argentina. They basically go straight up and straight down again. They're monoliths. They're quite terrifying things to behold. Yeah, they are pretty much vertical, those slopes, and that spells danger. Not because they're so steep, but because mountaineering descents are naturally more dangerous. You know, the climbers are tired. They don't have the goal of a peak ahead of them. They're, they're in a hurry to get home. The same applies to central bankers on their interest rate hikes. <laughs> I see what you did there. But the thing about central bankers is when they're deciding to raise interest rates, they've got this specific goal. 
on the way up. It's, you know, oh my God, inflation. I've let inflation out of the bottle. We've got to stop this. But lowering rates is trickier, John argues. I mean, it's easy politically because business and the stock market love low rates and cheap money. But the goal is less specific on the descent, and there's a real danger of coming down too far, too fast, and pumping too much cheap money into the economy. When you cut rates, you always have in the back of your mind, if you're a central banker, that you are running the risk of losing your credibility, of going too easy, too fast. And that's how you create bubbles. John says there are several issues that the intrepid hikers of the Federal Open Market Committee should be keeping their eyes on going forward. Things like the health of corporations. They've borrowed record amounts of cheap money, and that's getting more expensive now. They should also think about the war in Ukraine and its effect on Europe, which John thinks could slip into something akin to stagflation. Also right now, there's a lot of uncertainty around how the war between Israel and Hamas might develop. Yeah, there's also the effect that rising U.S. rates and a global slowdown is having on emerging markets. And then there's this issue that's already raised its head, you know, the effect of rising rates on our own banking system here in the U.S. Fed Chair Jerome Powell is navigating the Fed across some pretty treacherous terrain. Anushachari thinks that will make it difficult for him to achieve the much-vaunted so-called soft landing. Ah, the soft landing, yes. But the near-vertical, bone-shattering drop into the Patagonian abyss that's the making of John's nightmares? That's not on Anusha's radar. She thinks the gradualist approach will prevail. I'm not fearful, right? I, I sort of feel like there's probably going to be a mild recession. But I do see inflation as being the more challenging problem in the sense that it's going to take some doing to bring it back to the 2% level. All right, so a lot of confidence in the Fed's actions. As for John Authors, he actually reckons that Jerome Powell hasn't done too badly, all things considered. He let inflation get too far and left interest rates too low for too long, of course. But of the last 18 months, John thinks he's done all right. And the question for Powell now is, what happens next? He's like an expedition leader on a featureless hill, shrouded in cloud and trying to figure out whether he needs to push on or turn around or, I don't know, maybe just camp out for a month or two. The problem we have, and it's basically because we have no good precedent for the shock we all got from the pandemic, we still can't really understand why the unemployment data looks the way it does, why, if you believe the vacancies and so on, there still seems to be more people looking to employ somebody than there are people looking for work. How is that possible when they've hiked rates so much? Eventually, the clouds will clear, and it'll be evident what the Fed needs to do. And at some point, it will mean cutting rates and making the descent. Yeah, because you, you, know, you can't stay on the mountain forever, no matter how much you might like it up there, right? No. John says that as Jay Powell leads the summit party down from the dizzy heights, his legacy will be on the line. Raising rates when you didn't need to looks bad. Cutting them and causing something like the dot-com bubble or whatever, that's just utterly humiliating. You are going to go down as an idiot in history, and that's not nice. An idiot in history. I mean, those are strong words. Yeah, nobody wants to go down as an idiot. This episode was produced by Brittany Cronin with engineering by Josh Newell. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Our editor is Kate Kincaddon, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, ShipBob. E-commerce logistics making you question why you started your business. Time to outsource fulfillment to the experts over at ShipBob. 
Get a free quote at shipbob.com. ShipBob.